It's time to get up and get going, South Coast. It's time for the Tim Weisberg Show on WBSM. Also streaming live on WBSM.com and on the WBSM app. Talk to Tim now at 508-996-0500 or send him a message or a voicemail through the WBSM app. And now, ready to start your day off with a bang. It's Tim Weisberg. Welcome back in. Hour number two of the program here on Wednesday morning. And uh, just to, to make you aware, if you weren't aware, and I want to thank uh, Ken Pittman for bringing it to my attention. And Chris McCarthy was giving me some information last night as well. Uh, those guys are always on top of things. But um, Senator Mark Pacheco has announced via social media, he put up on his Facebook page last night at 834 that he is, was sharing the announcement that he will not be seeking re-election to the 3rd Bristol and Plymouth Senate District. So he put out a full statement saying, you know, he doesn't know what the future holds, but he's proud of the work that they've accomplished, uh, but that after speaking with his friends and family, he's decided not to seek re-election. And uh, Senator Pacheco has served since 1993, really. He was uh, a member of the House of Representatives before that, the Massachusetts House before that, so... He has been someone who has been in public service his, his whole life, really. Being part of the Taunton School Committee, working for the mayor's office in, in Taunton. So he is somebody who has certainly earned the opportunity to uh, step down from public service, if that's what he chooses to do. Or maybe he's going to go for something else. But uh, he did announce last night he will not be seeking re-election. So that is uh, very interesting. And we'll see if we can get the senator to pop on. Maybe he's going to pop on with Chris, too, uh, and discuss this. But from what I'm hearing, there could be a lot of shakeups this election year. So we have, of course, the town elections coming up in the spring. And then there could be some folks not running in other offices in the fall. So it could be a very interesting year, a time for a lot of change. Whether you think that change is good or bad, well, that remains to be seen. But certainly a lot of the status quo is being challenged. One of the things that I had mentioned earlier in the show, and I want to talk about this because I think we're going to get people who are on both sides of this issue. And I'm going to share with you some of my experiences from the last few weeks. There, of course, is a lucrative market out there. And we talked about this Uber and Lyft driver strike. Between rideshare options, between food and other delivery options, there are a lot of opportunities for somebody to make money for themselves, working their own schedule, and kind of being their own boss. I drove Uber for a little while, a couple of years ago, and I loved it. I, I didn't stay with it because I had an issue with my vehicle. And once I got that issue taken care of, my schedule had changed and I didn't really have time in my schedule anymore to, to get out there and, and make money that way. 
but I was working here in the newsroom. I was working at night. And I would get done at, you know, 7 o'clock, 8 o'clock at night. And then I would... It started off with, well, I'm driving home. I wonder if there's other people that need a ride home that could use a little money. Um, that could use a ride and I could use a little money. Basically, I was like, maybe I can offset what I spend for gas getting to work every week by giving people rides. And so I started doing that. I would pick up the people who were trying to go like somewhat on my route. It, was, it took me a little bit off. No big deal. But then I really, really got into it. And I would leave here at 8 o'clock at night, head into New Bedford, into Fall River. And I would go home at 2 or 3 in the morning with a couple of hundred dollars made. And it, it was okay because I didn't start here until noon. So I could still get home and sleep and have plenty of, plenty of rest before I came back to work. It, it was working out great. And in fact, I actually stopped working for the Standard Times at the same time. Because that was always my second job, was working there at night. And so this kind of helped fill that gap. It worked out really well. And I had some crazy adventures, some crazy people, some crazy times. Got some good stories out of it. And I, I had a good time, made a lot of money. Thursdays, Fridays were always huge. Saturdays, because I would be able to make money off the college crowd. I'd go all the way out to Rhode Island, go to... Rhode Island College, go out to Johnson and Wales, go out to Salve Regina, wherever it was that, that people needed rides. And out there, they would tip well, mainly because, you know, they were using their parents' credit cards. And it was always fun. And then I would come back through New Bedford around 4 or 5 in the morning and pick up all the folks that needed a ride to work to get out to the fish houses and everything. It was always worth it for me. I never went out there and said, gee, I'm sorry I spent the money. And this particular time period was when there wasn't a lot of folks doing this around here. You know, now it's, it's grown and there's more people available, but back then there wasn't a lot. So it was more of a premium to get people to ride with you. I got out of that right around the time that Uber Eats became a thing and they were delivering food and, and a lot of the food delivery services were kicking off. Um, I did that a few times and it didn't always work out so well, but I didn't mind doing it because there was more people looking for food at night than there were people looking for rides. And again, I had that issue with my car, so I had a problem with the suspension, so I stopped doing all that, going up and down all the streets of New Bedford and Fall River and stopping and starting and stopping. So I was just, you know, out of it. And then, like I said, by the time I got it fixed, my schedule changed. So, But I always knew that I had that opportunity to make extra money if I ever needed it. And so, and I, Lamone, I see you're on hold, but I'm, I'm getting to a point here. So I'm going to keep you on hold for a little bit. You can call back if, if that's an issue. But yesterday with the storm, I saw a lot of folks who were posting on social media and the different town groups and food groups and everything saying, you know, who's delivering tonight? What restaurants are open and, and where can I get delivery from? And normally I would roll my eyes at that and be like, you're going to make somebody bring you food during a snowstorm? But by the time these posts were put up there, you know, the, the storm was over. The roads were, were pretty cleared by that point. And as someone who was just laid up for a couple of weeks and couldn't move, I got food delivery a couple of times. You know, I packed my, my house with things that I could 
make for myself while I was laid up. Things that were easy to cook, cans of soup, frozen meals, you know, hot pockets, something that I could just throw in the microwave or the air fryer and not have to bend over and get pots and pans or, or worry about having on the stove that I'd have to, you know, get up. And if I couldn't get up, it might burn. So I tried to keep it really simple. But also after a couple of weeks of eating that type of food, I got sick of it. And I wanted, you know, like a real meal. So rather than bother somebody to, to pick me up and bring me somewhere to pick up food or to bring food to me, I said, I'm just going to DoorDash or Grubhub, whatever it is. I think I have free Grubhub, you know, the, 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 the Grubhub Plus because I'm an Amazon Prime member. So I ordered food a couple of times. And I've ordered food before, especially if it's like late at night and I'm already relaxed or if I'm working and I'm trying to get a story done or something and I don't want to spend time cooking. I've always, you know, been somebody that has gone to pick up food, but this became a lot more convenient for, and I know I'm paying a little extra for the meal. Then I'm paying, even though they tell you the delivery is free with this plus service, you're still paying these, you know, service fees and then tipping the driver. And the the tip, the, the app asks you before they deliver the food, do you want to, you know, what do you want to tip? 10%, 15%, 20%. They give you the options there. And it's usually like a 89 cent difference between 15% and 20%. So I tip 20%. And I would put in the notes for the for the delivery person exactly where to leave the food and, you know, please leave the food here because I've had surgery and I can't go outside and get it. And it would it would never be where I wanted it to be. And I'd already tipped. So they'd already gotten their tip. So they don't care if they actually deliver the way you want it or not. Because they already got their tip. And so that's one of the problems that I have with that service is you should, like with Uber, with Uber, you take the ride. You know how much the ride is going to cost before they pick you up. They pick you up. You take the ride. They deliver you. It costs that. But then you can also leave an additional tip. And I can tell you from experience, most people do. And I think the food delivery services should work the same way because why am I tipping you 20% if you're not going to follow the instructions that I asked you to follow, which, you know, wasn't that big of a deal. It wasn't like I was asking you to park down the street, walk through somebody's yard, jump over a fence, enter in a code to get into my back hallway or something. You know what I mean? Like just ask you to leave it at that door instead of that door. Because I don't want to have to go down the stairs or something, you know? And I should be able to decide what that tip is afterwards. Or you know what? Be able to retract the tip if you if you did something stupid. But they don't give you that option. So yesterday I saw a complaint. Somebody in Plymouth had apparently ordered crumble cookies in the middle of the snowstorm. And this person lived on the other side of town from crumble cookies. And so this 
delivery driver, I forget if it was DoorDash or Uber Eats or whatever, but this delivery driver went over to Crumble Cookies, picked up the order, DoorDash or whatever it was, paid them $8. They showed the payout thing, screenshotted it. They paid them $8 for making the delivery. That was the payment from the app. And then the person that got the order tipped $3. So the person made $11 for driving across town in a snowstorm getting crumble cookies. Now, you can complain about that all you want if you're the driver, but that's not a bad thing for what they said right in there. It took them 20 minutes. It was a 20-minute drive. So if you made $11 in 20 minutes, you made $33 an hour you were averaging. That's, that's not terrible. The problem is, is the folks who are out there doing this are looking at every transaction and saying, oh, what a cheap, cheap person. They bought $50 worth of food and only tipped me two bucks. Well, first of all, the app is asking them how much they want to tip. And they're just picking the number from underneath. Secondly, you're getting that delivery fee. Third of all, it's not the only thing you're going to be doing that, that, that hour. So I don't know why people complain about what they're making with that. And if you don't like what you're getting paid, stop doing it. At the same time, if you're expecting somebody to come out in the middle of a snowstorm and deliver you a bunch of cookies, take that into consideration and give them a few more bucks. But where do you come on come down on this whole issue when people complain about what they get? It happens a lot. A lot of complaints about what people are getting from those food delivery apps. And I know many people that won't even order from them anymore either because the order is never right. The delivery is never right. The delivery is never on time. I don't, I've never had those issues, but except for not leaving it where I want it. I've always gotten what I ordered. And usually right around on time. There was one time when somebody called me and apologized because it was taking longer because when they got there, I guess a driver had taken the wrong order. So they were recooking my food. Totally understandable. But what do you think? 508-996-0500. Let me uh, talk to Lamone here. Good morning, Lamone. What's on your mind? What's shaking, playboy? How you doing? How you doing? Ah, my voice is off. I sound like a, uh, my Brenda Vaccaro. My voice, you know, remember Brenda Vaccaro, the actress? Mm-hmm. Okay, so, yeah, my, I just got my voice back, literally. And I've got a wedding, to, i got two weddings to go to this today. I'm not sure what Sister Skeddy was with me to go to a couple weddings on Valentine's Day. But, eh, come see, come saw. So, um, I've been, I've, I've been, I'm very, a very, I'm a very big proponent of uh, service industries. You know, I've done big waiting work for years and stuff like that and I know how it is it's like for instance if I had somebody I had somebody literally deliver them just a while back I had somebody deliver me something it was like $34 now mind you normally it would it would have been it would have been like uh, $22 okay so that was like 28 20 22 bucks and so I and so when they delivered 
I'd like to look at who's ever delivering my food. It's just whoever, who's ever got their hands on my food, I like to look at them in their face and stuff like that. And then I tip them properly. I, I gave them 10. They're like, geez, thanks. And they said, this is the first tip I've had all day. You're my first, deli- my first, my first delivery, too. I was like, well, you're welcome. And so, and then before they left, I gave them some candy and stuff like that. I was like, oh, that was a good thing. And so, but after seeing that, it's, I don't, I, to me, it's personal. I've seen where people would spit in their people's food and stuff like that. And, I, and it's not like anybody I know, but I'm personally, I've seen they spit in people's food and like, yeah, that's like, that's like for instance, I've gone to the drive throughs plenty of times. And like, I've had like, like my friend, uh, she's, a, she's a sister of color and she talks a lot. And I was like, I would not want to get my kids Happy Meal or anything while you're sitting in the car. No. She talked a lot of crap about going through the drive-thru. So I said, let's go somewhere else. And literally, we, we wait in line to get out of the line because I'm not going to try to have my kids or I'm not going to eat something that I think somebody's going to spit in because she talked so much crap to them. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, I mean, and the thing that gets me, speaking of drive throughs is the person that pulls up to the drive-thru and orders the whole menu while you're just behind them waiting to get, like, a coffee. Well, that's all about waiting your turn. Like I said, you're in line. If you can't go inside, just wait your turn. I mean, I, I, at least, I try to go inside, but just, you know, these days it's better for me to stay in the car and go through the drive-thru. So, I'm so even before you end your surgery, you know, still, uh, you can still go in and out. Uh, someday you may not have to go out as, as much as possible. But if a, problem, a person has a problem being in line with somebody because they're taking a long time making placing an order, as long as they're paying for it, they're not dining and dashing. You know, that's, that's convenience. The drive-through is supposed to be convenience. And if it's if people have too much problems with the, the long wait in the line, imagine how long the line is inside. You know? It might be way short. It might be longer. So to me, it's like, don't complain if you're, you know, I've, I've been lying down people, and I've had people behind me keeping 100. Okay, so I'm not going to lie. But still, like I said, it's what right. you expect. I get you. you. Know? I, I just got to hold you there because I, I got to take a break, Lamone, before the news. Oh, Dad, damnable things. I got to tell you about the weekend. Oh, jeez. Well, you'll have to call back tomorrow. Oh, I, I've got a doctor's appointment. I got to make sure. Got to make sure. I'm, I already had my, did my, I made sure my urine was clean last Friday. <laughs> so it's like, you know, like, I'm glad I have to take the urine test tomorrow. There you go. <laughs> All right. Well, you have, a, you have a great Valentine's Day. Okay, you still out of trouble, boy. God bless you. I'm glad you're back. You sound a lot better. Thank you. So, how far are you from Virginia? Uh, quite a ways away. So, you would take you like uh, like half an hour, like two hours to get there driving? No, it'd be like uh, probably like 10 hours. You know, I was going to come up there. I was going to come up there while you were sick, and I was like, I'm going to come visit you, but I'm trying to. I didn't make it up there. Nah, I, I appreciate the thought anyway. I, I do have to hold you there, though. I got to take this part. I don't want to talk to you anyway. All right. All right take it easy. Bye. All right. That is Lamone in Las Vegas. We do have to take a break. We'll be right back. And it is time to go into the newsroom and get all the headlines of the day with Phil Devitt. I got to stop making you wait, Phil, but uh, take it away. 
Now, the biggest stories on the South Coast from the WBSM Newsroom. This is WBSM News. President Biden says history will not look kindly on House Republicans for their impeachment of Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas. Mayorkas became the first cabinet secretary impeached in nearly 150 years by a one-vote margin on Tuesday. Republicans accused Mayorkas of failing to enforce immigration law at the southern border. Biden issued a statement after the vote calling it unconstitutional partisanship and a petty political game. Biden again called on Congress to take action to fix the nation's immigration system. A car crash into a hospital emergency room in Austin, Texas has left the driver dead and five others injured. The incident took place at the St. David's North Austin Medical Center Tuesday night. The Austin Police Department says the crash does not appear to have been intentional. Ukraine has reportedly destroyed another Russian military ship in the Black Sea. A Ukrainian defense official claims the operation was carried out today by Ukraine's military intelligence agency. The official said the Russian landing ship was attacked by Ukrainian drones and sank to the bottom of the sea. Ukraine has claimed several attacks on Russian warships in the Black Sea, including the sinking of a guided missile ship earlier this month. A passenger aboard the Royal Caribbean's nine-month cruise around the world has died. The company confirmed the death in a statement on Tuesday, but the passenger's identity and details surrounding the death weren't given. The Serenade of the Sea set sail in December for the ultimate world cruise voyage. The trip will take passengers to all seven continents and over 60 countries. A SpaceX launch to put a private lander on the moon is being pushed back. A Falcon 9 rocket carrying the intuitive machine's Odysseus moon lander was scheduled to launch early today from Kennedy Space Center. In a late Tuesday night update, however, SpaceX said it was standing down from the launch attempt because of a temperature issue with the moon lander's liquid methane fuel. And the National Retail Federation says this could be a record year for Valentine's Day spending. Mark Mayfield reports. That's according to the National Retail Federation. It says consumers plan to spend a total of $25.8 billion this Valentine's Day. That's on par with last year's spending and the third highest in the survey's history. 62% of consumers ages 25 to 34 intend to celebrate this year more than any other age group. Consumers expect to spend $185 each on average. That's nearly $8 more than the average of Valentine's Day spending over the last five years. I'm Mark Mayfield. Time now for WBSM Sports brought to you by Sparks Auto in Dartmouth. The Boston Celtics beat the Brooklyn Nets last night 118 to 110. Can they do it again? The Nets are at TD Garden tonight at 7:30. And the Boston Bruins lost to the Tampa Bay Lightning 3 to 2. They're on home ice to play the Seattle Kraken Thursday night. Let's get a check on your forecast now with ABC6. Bundle up this Wednesday morning. It's cold outside. You'll be seeing plenty of sunshine. The temperatures, however, will be feeling in the teens throughout the rest of the day this afternoon. Temperatures climbing into and around the low 30s. That gusty wind up to 32 miles per hour. Overnight tonight, clear. Temperatures dip into the low 20s. Gusty still as we head into this Thursday. Increasing clouds, upper 30s. Chance for snow Thursday night until Friday. Little to no accumulation is expected. From the ABC6 Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Cecil Carmen on New Bedford's News Talk Station. 1420 WBSM. I'm Phil Devitt for WBSM News. Stay up to date with New Bedford's news talk station WBSM and get all of our content and breaking news alerts with the WBSM app. Heart for 
it is Cupid's Day, right? Valentine's Day. It's the only day I can get away with walking around in just a diaper and tell everybody I'm Cupid. No, no, that won't work. All right, yeah, I won't do that. It's too cold for that anyway. But uh, it is Valentine's Day, so if you celebrate it, I hope that it's the, the best one ever for you. And if you don't celebrate it, well, hey, then it's just Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. But I think a lot of folks out there are doing something for Valentine's Day, one, one way or the other. Certainly not wanting to cook dinner is a great thing to, to ask for on Valentine's Day. And an easy thing. It should be an easy thing to have, an easy wish to have fulfilled. However, anybody that's ever tried to go out to eat on Valentine's Day knows how difficult it is to get a table, knows how difficult it is to get a reservation, unless you are smart and made one in advance. I am not smart. The, we only celebrated Valentine's Day. My, my former wife and I only celebrated Valentine's Day one time, really. And it was when we first started dating, and I didn't make a reservation. I waited until that afternoon, and I got us 9 o'clock, 9 p.m. at the Daniel Webster Inn, and they sat us right next to the piano player, and we, we couldn't hear each other the whole time. So the next year I said, you know what, I'm going to make reservations in advance. And she said, yeah, don't bother. We'll do something else instead. And so that's kind of the way that I've always looked at Valentine's Day. But if you don't want to cook, certainly arrangements can be made. And that's why I'm talking about this food delivery stuff, because I think there will be a lot of people who get food delivered tonight that say, you know what, let's, let's not even worry about going out there and pick up, picking up anything. Let's just get something brought to the house. Nice little dinner to have at home. Maybe you're going to set it up with some candles. Bring out the nice silverware and the nice plates. Doesn't matter what you're getting. You just class it up a little bit by how you serve it. But these delivery apps are having you tip the person before... They've even brought the food. And if you get a if you call a restaurant that does delivery without using one of these apps, you know, like let's just say a pizza place or Chinese food, you know, with some of these folks that are some of these places that are traditional delivery type places, they don't ask you what the tip is. They may ask you if you're gonna pay with a credit card. You know, do you want to leave a tip now? And then you can say, No, I'll leave it when I sign for it. A lot of places that have their own delivery but take online orders, they'll ask you if you want to leave a tip when you put it in. You know, I get a lot of Papa Gino's pizzas delivered when I do my paranormal events, and they ask you, do you want to leave a tip? And I always, it, well, you know what? It depends on where I am. If, uh, you know, if I'm at a place that's not that hard to get to, if I'm at, like, say, just as an example, the Lizzie Borden house, Everybody knows where that is. The driver's going to be able to pull right up into the driveway and deliver the pizzas. I don't. I, I will tip when he comes or she comes. I will tip when they deliver it, and I'll put it on the slip. But if I'm at a place like the Emory Estate, which is hard to get to, and you know people don't know where it is, and they're going to have to call me, and you know all this different stuff, it's a little bit more. I'll. I'll tip ahead of time because I'm going to leave a good tip anyway because they're bringing, you know, 15, 20 pizzas. 
so I'll always tip well, but I'll I'll give it to a place like that ahead of time so that they don't, you know, so that they, they feel good about having to come out to this place. Instead of being like, oh, I'm going to go out there and this guy's going to give me a $2 tip on 15 pizzas. So I try to, you know, give it in advance in that particular situation. But for the most part, I want to tip after I get the service for anything. Not that I feel like they're going to give me worse service if they don't like the tip that I give them, but I just would, I feel better about it after the fact. But with these delivery apps, they want you to leave it ahead of time. And I think that, that fosters resentment from the driver and makes them less likely to want to do what the request is for the order. If I called up, you know, Domino's Pizza and said, this is where I want to deliver it, I would get it delivered the way that I wanted it. And that person would hand me my food if I requested that. These DoorDash and Uber Eats and all that, I mean, I don't, listen, I don't want to deal with a person if I don't have to. I don't want to have to have a conversation if I don't have to. And because I was ordering this at a time when I was struggling to get around, I don't want to make them wait if I have to get up and go to the door. So I would just say, you know, you can just leave it. No contact delivery. But then it wouldn't be the way that I wanted it. And, and then to see that these drivers go on social media and complain about it. Go on social media and say, oh, I drove... 20 minutes to bring this guy cookies, not me. This was the person yesterday that ordered during the snowstorm. I would never order crumble cookies via DoorDash. First of all, like if I was going to get cookies, I probably wouldn't pay, pay that much for cookies. But I don't really eat cookies. More of a brownie guy. And if I did go to crumble cookies, isn't the whole point like to go there and see what they have? Isn't that why there's always a big line? But anyway, this person ordered them and had somebody drive 20 minutes across Plymouth in a snowstorm and gave them a $3 tip, but they made $11 when all was said and done with, with the payment from the delivery service. The tip isn't supposed to be your income. It's just part of your income. Now, some folks refuse to use these delivery services because of the upcharges, because of the fact that not only are you now tipping that person, but the meals themselves cost more. They'll say, oh, you join Uber Eats Plus or whatever it is, and you don't have to pay any delivery charges, but you still get a tip. You still got to pay a service charge, and they're upcharging the meals because they have to give a cut to the delivery company. So that meal that you order that costs $15 when you go to the restaurant and pick it up yourself or eat it in is now $18 when you get it delivered. So yeah, it does cost significantly more. So some folks won't use it at all because of that. I find it to be a convenience, 
I find it to be helpful in certain situations. Other times, if I can go out there and just pick it up myself, I will. You know, I was getting my Super Bowl food on Sunday. I was already out, had to do some shopping, and I wanted to get some wings and some pizza. That's all that I wanted. I was at the Dartmouth Mall. I figured I would get some Buffalo Wild Wings since they're right there. I don't know why. I never really liked them. They're okay. But a lot of non-chain places have much better wings. And then I wanted to get a pizza from the Dipper Cafe. So I ordered my wings while I was shopping, picked them up when I was done, called and ordered my pizza, went and picked it up. Everything worked out great. I don't know if both those places deliver on any delivery services, but I would have paid, you know, 20% on top of that if I had just said, I'll wait till I get home and have it brought to me. 508-996-0500. Let's see. I should take a break, but I'm going to take a quick call. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. Good morning, Tim. How you doing? Oh, boy. Okay. Anyways, um, you're talking about DoorDash, right? Yeah, those different services, yeah. I've never gotten it once. Um, the only thing I've gotten was a regular delivery a couple of times, but it's uh, the prices are astronomical now. I think. Well, I mean, they're I not would, they're not that much more than what the meals cost, but it's still more. So if you you know, like I was saying, it might be fifteen bucks to get it at the restaurant, then it's eighteen bucks to get it through the app. Yeah, but then you got to leave a tip on top of that, right? I mean, you don't have to, but they do ask you if you want to leave one. And I, what I don't agree with is the fact that you tip before you've actually had it delivered to you. So they already know, I guess, I don't know if they know what they're getting first, but you've already had to make the determination of what you're giving them first. It's too much money. I think men do that more than women. I think, I don't know, but, um, plus even just a regular delivery is a charge two to three dollars and then you got a tip. So you're looking at an extra $5. Nah, it's not for me. I know, and you said that men do it more. I know that when I was doing it, I actually had a lot of women that would order it. Um, yeah. Because, I, well, I was out late at night. So to me, it kind of made sense because they might not want to go out late at night and go to some of these restaurants. You know what I mean? Like I was picking up food from, you know, me and Toho at one o'clock in the morning and bringing that over to somebody. I could understand if, you know, a woman didn't want to leave the house at 1 a.m. to go pick up her food. Does it get really hot? Does it come hot, though? Yeah. I mean, you generally, you know, you pick it up. It's all wrapped up and stapled in a bag and ready to go. And then it's all in how fast you get it over to the person. And I never, you know, had to travel more than like seven, eight, maybe 10 minutes to go from one place to the other. How do you like the pizza down there at the dip? It's real skinny, huh? It's the bar, South Shore bar style pizza. Yeah, it's really good. You like it that skinny? Well, I love, I love South Shore bar pizza. Yeah. It's not that big either, right? Well, it's a different type of pizza. Yeah, but it's, I saw it once. It looks like it's a small portion. How much are those anyway? Um, I, I got a hot honey and pepperoni. I think I paid, I think it was like 12 bucks maybe. I don't know. Oh my God. How about the, the crust? It can hold, it can hold that. It looks so skinny when I saw her. I saw a girl eating it. Well, it's a thin, it's a thin like cracker type crust. That's the way that yeah, social bar pizzas are made. What do you have to do? Fold it up to eat it? No. Oh, well. 
Go down and try well, one. Go down and try one. It'll, it, I'm not paying $12 for a little thing like that. Are you kidding me? You know what? Well, I what are you talking about, a little one like that? I can't finish one. Nah, that's because of what you had. You had what you had the op- your operation. I bet before you could, right? Nah, it was a struggle to finish a whole bar pizza. I oh, usually had a couple I, slices left over at the end that I'd reheat later. I can wolf one a whole pizza down myself. Any kind of pizza, I'd, I can fit it. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't like pizza that much, but I love South Shore bar style pizza. You know, who's, uh, I can get a pizza cheaper than that, a thin crust that I like, and it's at that um, that other one on the corner. Oh, what's the name of it now? Round something. I, I I just think you're judging something before you've tried it. It's it's a different type of pizza. It's like saying, it's like going and saying, you know, I I don't like their fish and chips because it's thin batter as opposed to the English batter. It's like you, they, no, they have their chip. different they have their different uh, different qualities. Yeah, but this one's thin too, and it's cheap. It's like seven bucks for a plain. Well, like I said, I got a hot honey and pepperoni pizza. I got like a specialty pizza. I don't know how much a cheese is. And it's big. It's bigger than that because I've seen them. I like thin too, but not too too thin. Yeah, I, think, I gotta I, go I, with thin. I think you gotta you, you gotta have a you gotta have a a a, a, a background in South Shore bar style pizza to understand. I think you just haven't you haven't been exposed to that type. I think if you did, you'd you'd have a, a different understanding of it. If you've been right. to like Linwood or Cape Cod Cafe or Town Spa or any of those places, you, then 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 I think you'd get it. Are you going? Uh, are you going to uh, stay on that uh, medicine you're on? For now, yeah. I um I had a meeting with my doctor on it a couple weeks ago, and we decided to keep me on the same dose for a little while longer. I'm almost at my first goal. I got five pounds to go, and then we'll see where it goes from there. I'll probably try to get another twenty pounds out of it before I go off it. Oh yeah. Hey, Tim, I was so sore yesterday. I couldn't even move from that weather. Oh, my God. You must have been hurting, was you? Uh, a little bit, yeah. When I went out and shoveled, it was very heavy and wet. And it was... Oh, my God, you did it? Just Yeah, just enough to get the car out. You better be careful. Yeah, I went in and rested afterwards, but I'm I'm feeling a little bit today. Yeah, but just that kind of weather makes when you have an operation to it hurt. Listen, the real they- thing, Shawnee, is I got to get myself back into bowling shape because I, I, I'm giving them a 117 a game right now with me not being there. So I got to I gotta at least get to the point where I can give them more than that. Yeah, but you can't do that yet. You got to bend down. You got to pick up a heavy ball and you got to throw it down. Oh, my, my God. Probably, I- probably another week or so before I can do that. Oh, boy. Good luck with that. Thank you. All right, honey. Have a good day. You as well. Take care. You too. Bye-bye. And uh, I don't mean to be pushy about the the South Shore bar style pizza, but I hear this all the time from folks, pizza purists who have just never had it. They don't understand it. It's a whole different world. And you can't judge South Shore bar pizza, I should say South Shore style bar pizza, against other pizzas. Yeah, it's just not an it's not an apples to apples comparison. All right, I got to take a break. I'm behind. We'll be back in a few moments. <sighs> Callers, hang on. We are behind on the breaks, and if I don't get you in this hour, I will get you in right at the top of the next one. Jim. All right, callers, you're gonna have to hang on because uh, we are up against it here. We have the end of the hour, but I will take those calls as soon as we come back after the news, and we still have room for you at five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred. You can also send in app chat messages via the WBSM app, or you can leave open lines.